Hey, good afternoon, top fans. It's opening day part two. By the time you guys hear this, though, it won't be opening day part two. But it's opening day part two. There's a lot of fun stuff to talk about. I got a new fresh face in the clubhouse for you today. A team that we've talked about, but a fresh face. Great outlook, great baseball mind. We got a chance to talk uh, before we start recording. Jason, how are you? I'm doing well, Bill. It's good to be on with you, and I appreciate you uh, asking me on today. I, I, I'm so grateful. You are welcome, but I'm so grateful that you're joining us. Cool. So tell me, who's your team? Um, ever since I was a kid, uh, my team has always been uh, the New York Yankees. Uh, you know, Babe Ruth is the, is the guy that you think about when you think about uh, baseball. And as a kid, that's where it all started with me in grade school, you know, doing like research projects or looking, you know, reading uh, little short stories and books, Babe Ruth. And ever since then, it was that, that's just what you I identified with baseball. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, and the Bronx Bombers look good today. They opened up today. I mean, obviously, by the time you guys hear this, we'll be seven games or so into the season, but they opened up today and they were the Bronx Bombers. They had a couple of home runs, a couple of doubles. They looked good. Yeah, they they used the long ball. Uh, you know, they came back three different times. They came back from three, three, nothing, tied it at three. They came back from four, three, tied it at four. Um, then they were down, what, five, four, tied it at five and uh, used the long ball. Stanton's rocket, man, out of the stadium today was, uh, I mean, you, you couldn't blink and it would, you see that thing get out of there. It was so fast. I, when he hit that, so I didn't see that live. I actually saw the replay of it, but you know, he wears that tight Jersey. Right. And all I can think of is Bo Jackson, right. With that right. tight Jersey and the way that he connected, it was a line drive out of right field. And I just thought it's a good thing that he has 600 pounds of muscle because he just drilled that thing out of there. Right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, sometimes <laughs> I think he's wearing like his little brother's Jersey or something. Like, Let me see your Jersey. And, like yeah. squeezes into it and then just flexes a couple times, you know. Yeah, yeah he, he's a monster, and you know, and seeing Garrett Cole, you know, he did his normal thing with me. You know, he, they just ambushed him big time this morning uh, at the game. But you know, he he's he's funny for me. He's he's he skates that thin line of like dominating a game and then you know, going six innings with uh, six strikeouts and winning three, nothing. And then all of a sudden he gives up a walk, he gives up a bloop, and then he gives speeds up somebody's bat and gives up a bomb and he's down three, two before you know it. And uh, you know, that's kind of where I am with, with Cole. And he showed something to me today. You know, he showed some grit, he showed some, some guts and uh, you know, he pitched pretty well and uh, the, the pen did a good job. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was my question mark with you guys was how's the pen going to hold up? If, if the pen pitches the way that they did today, you guys are, are heading for triple digit wins this year. Um, but it's a long season, right? We're one game into it. Yeah. Let's see how they're feeling in like July 27th, man. Yeah. When it's dog you know, days of summer humidity, wherever they are and their arms are dragging a little bit, but uh uh, that the guy King today, Mike King, Mike, Mike King or whatever, he came in and he just dominated, man. He came in and did his job and kept him in the game. You know, he did what he needed to do. Um, and it, it's good to see that even Donaldson and Cole, uh, regardless of that past little, you know, 
maybe press feud. Yeah. Um, now they're teammates and all that's, you know, water under the bridge, man, as far as, I think as far as they're concerned too. No, I agree. Um, and it was actually, you know, it was nice for me to see. I always, when a guy changes teams and especially when it's, it's a bigger name, you know, when it's, when it's, you know, John Smith, who's been a utility infielder for eight years and played on seven different teams. It's not so much of a big deal. When it's a Josh Donaldson who comes over to your team, I love seeing that walk-off hit for him because it, it kind of makes the Yankee fans like him. Yes. Right. And they kind of buy into him. And that's the one place that you don't play <laughs> without the press being on you all the time. And they will let you know, uh, fans especially too, man, fans especially. But I bet you tomorrow at tomorrow's roll call, uh, Josh Donaldson's name is going to be ex exceptionally loud from the bleacher creatures out in right field, man. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I mean, we got it out here with Cody Bellinger, right? I mean, Cody had a terrible spring. I watched him today. I watched him today. Two pitches, two outs in his first two oh. at-bats. Um, he went up too hungry. I mean, the, before I came to talk to you, he was 0 for 3. That guy needs a couple of really easy hit. He needs one of those bloop singles that nobody ever gets. He needs to, the ball to hit a line drive and bounce off the second base bag and shoot into right field or something. Yeah. But I was glad to see about Josh Ellison. That was really needs, good. Needs to change, Cody needs to change his – Change his luck a little, man, for sure. You know, get a couple, like you're saying, a couple little blooper, little Judy's, change yeah. that that tempo. It's it's interesting because I remember when, I remember being at Rancho, Rancho Cucamonga, his his A ball year, with my my boys in the summer. We you know I'm off teaching, so we go and check out a minor league game, and it's not that far. Yeah, and. I, I remember seeing this kid, man, this string bean kid with the longest yeah. swing I've ever seen in my yes. life. Yes. Where, this kid needs to make some adjustments or they need to work with this kid. What do they see? And then we went back and they had their A-level all-star game and he just crushed balls in the home run derby and i was like oh okay well maybe they see something that i'm not seeing and that was like my introduction yeah. to cody bellinger was his a ball season at rancho cucamonga and then just seeing him transition to what he is today is yeah is yeah. amazing he was pretty easy for me to pick up in my fantasy draft last week i was quite surprised well there's a lot of talk out here right about you know is he trade bait? You know, where does he go? Is he going to pick it up? I mean, all that stuff, right? So, game game one or two of the season, all these prognostications are, are you know, Cy Young predictions. Oh, yeah, come on. Let's get through the first month at least. Come on. Exactly. All right, so favorite <laughs> player, past and present. It could be a Yankee. doesn't have to be, but favorite player, right. past and present. Uh, past favorite player for sure, no doubt, Don Baylor. Um, Groove is probably for sure my favorite past player. Um, as a kid growing up here in Palm Springs, I used to take off from grade school and ride my bike out to Palm Springs Stadium and watch the Angels during spring training, mid to late 70s, I would say. And I would hide out under the 
oleander trees under the scoreboard and I would watch the ball games and his, his approach, his st- that stance, yeah. that solid statuesque um, stance was something that just drew me to him. And, and one, one year I was there after the game getting autographs. I had my bike with me and uh, both he and uh, Bobby Gritch sat in the middle of the infield and talked baseball with me for like 45 minutes, maybe an hour. It seemed at least that long to me, man. Yeah. Just, you know, shot the breeze with a kid about baseball. And I ended up leaving there with my on my shoulder with a couple of broken Louisville sluggers. One was a Bobby Gritch bat and one was a Brian Downing bat. I think they, hey, Brian, you know, can you toss us a, a bat over here? And uh, ever since then, you know, those, those guys have really been um, two of my favorites, but Don Baylor, absolutely. He used to live here in the Valley uh, after he retired and was coaching. And I would see him at the grocery store with his dad. And he always was gracious and would stop and talk. He would sign anytime I wanted him to sign. And man, may he rest. I really love Don Baylor, man. Uh, per, uh, let's see. I would say Jeter um, also is probably one of the favorite players that I've loved to see play. Um, Fortunately enough that we were able to see his entire career unfold in front of us. I think he gets a bad rap. I think that he's way underrated. People don't give him the credit that I think he's due. Um, But he carried himself the Yankee way. He represented himself as the way Yankees should represent themselves. He, from day one, always wanted to be a Yankee. And to see him be a kid and develop into the captain and then to develop into the veteran that he was and and the way he kind of went out with class and style, for sure. Um, there's, There's no doubt he's one of the top players that I've ever um, loved to see play. And now today, currently, um, it has to be Shohei. There's, you know, it was Trout there for a few few years, but, you know, it's got to be pretty nice to feel like when you're driving to the, you know, the big A that, you know, know, Mike Trout and Shohei Otani are like, you know, penciled in the lineup wherever you're at. Um, You know, my son uh, played high school ball with – uh, Taylor Ward, who's a right fielder now. And so, you know, I mean, I, 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 I kind of think about like, how does we all, always called him T, you know, like how, how does T feel like driving to the yard in the day, knowing that like those dudes are there, you know, and it's like pretty, pretty sweet. And I mean, I've, I've never seen a season like last year. I don't think anybody ever has. I mean, he transcended, I think what we even, thought his capabilities were and it's going to be interesting to see what he does this year man it's almost uh you know i think it's based on what he did in the spring i think he can it's going to be dangerous (laughs) you know i've I've said this a bunch of times on on these podcasts and to people outside of the podcast i've said you know shohei could have a freak injury not that we want him to. God, no, no, no. But he can have a freak injury in tonight's game, game two of the, the season, and never play again. But he left his mark on Major League Baseball. He has his own rule. He has oh. his own rule. 
<laughs> so right. right, he does. I I remember what is is it the pitching rule? Yeah. So if you're if he's pitching like he was last night, um, and they're DHing for him, he can come in. He can go back into the DH slot, um, even if he's pulled out as a pitcher. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's got his own rule. He's got his own rule. Yes. Crazy, freaking, huh? The freaking Shohei rule. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Come on, Shohei. I mean, it doesn't get better than that, man. No. Right? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. You're, that's game on right there. That's I saw on. him on the MLB 22 commercial, I think, on uh, MLB Network today. And it's just, it, you know, he's a, he's a fresh face to the game. He's somebody yeah. that you want to see be successful you want to you just want to embrace him man and and say you know surprise show us kid what what can you do man what can and you do exactly as a as a you know i played for 137 years at, growing up till you know sunday men's league and uh, just the bo jackson is probably the greatest athlete i've ever seen but this show just brings another dimension completely whole to level. this whole new level. Yeah. As a coach, level. I mean, what do you how, what do you say to that? Right? I mean, show he wants to do okay. <laughs> show he wants yeah. to do this okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so now we're going to transition from you to ballparks. So, where have you been? What ballparks have you been to? Oh man, there's nothing more fun than visiting. Um, a ballpark and we always try to take ballpark tours as a matter of fact when we go to different cities um dodger stadium of course first time i want to say was 78 with my dad um in my kiss shirt i remember that of course very vividly uh been to anaheim um petco jack murphy I was writing them down. I've been to AT&T in San Francisco, been to the Coliseum in Oakland, been to Chase Field in Arizona, uh, been to the outside the gates of um, the Colorado, the Rocky Stadium. Uh, but then we took off and went to the Coors Factory. So I didn't actually get into the Rocky Stadium, but close enough. Close enough. <laughs> You know, it's a good reason not to. So there you go. Um, been to City Field with my buddy um, Ed McGill, uh, first year at City Field, and I've been to Old Yankee Stadium and New Yankee Stadium. Last year of Old Yankee Stadium and the first year of the New Yankee Stadium. So then, what's what's your favorite ballpark that you've been to? Oh, um. There's no doubt that Petco is by far the coolest stadium in the bigs. Um, you know, Yankee Stadium has the nostalgia. Yankee Stadium has the history, and that's dynamite. And the old Yankee Stadium really needed remodeling, trust me. But, you know, when you're at Petco in San Diego, you see the skyline, you see the Coronado Bridge, you can see downtown. Uh, if you're lucky enough to be there on a Sunday when the Marine Corps guys are up in the stands, um, sitting there, uh, and there, it's just the best stadium to, to take in and see the kids out in the, in the park area, batting balls, seeing the Tony Gwynn statue out there. It's, it's dynamite, man. 
lot of these interviews that I do, Jason, I people, when I ask you the next question, that those that haven't been to Petco have said they want to go to Petco. And I, and I, I always tell them the same thing. Tell me what you think after you've been there. I think it's a dynamic. I love the field, but I think it's dark because their lights go north to south, not east to west. And they're shining right down on the field. So next time you go to Petco, notice that. Because if you go to Anaheim, the, the lights are, are east to west, right? And so they light up the stadium. They light up everything around it. But in Petco, they're north to south, and they go directly on the field for the players. That's interesting. Pay attention next time you're there. That's an interesting little factoid that I'm going to have to check out. Wow. Pay attention. Pay attention next time you're there. The first time, the first time I went to Petco, they were playing the Dodgers, and I looked at my wife and I said, "Does it feel dark to you in here?" And she goes, "I don't know. What are you talking about?" And I, I must have stared at those, looked around. I must have stared for two innings trying to figure out what was going on. And then I realized, wait a second, these are north to south, not east to west. And wow. I thought, and they're shining down on the field. So the players, to the players, it's light, but to the fans, not now. Granted, they have built so much around it, like you've said, it's like its own little city down there now. So that changes that dynamic a little bit. But next time you're there, take a look at that. I will check that out for sure. Wow, that's really interesting. That's cool. So now what's on your bucket list? So you have an unlimited resources. You have unlimited time. And you got a month to do it in. You can go to five ballparks. What are your five ballparks that are on your list? Where are you going? Oh, man, five ballparks for sure. That you haven't been to. Are going to be um, Wrigley. Okay. Bisky, since I'm in Chicago, I'm going to hit both. Yeah. Um, it has to be Fenway in Boston. And since I'm in Boston, I'm probably going to go to Philly, and I'm probably going to go to Pittsburgh. Yes. I so hear that. I'm going to hit those since I'm on the East Coast. And, you know, I can always just kind of fly and jump into Texas or fly up to Seattle. But, man, if I'm in Chicago, I'm hitting – I'm going to look at – that schedule and see if when both teams are are in and uh, yeah Wrigley is just iconic I mean you got to go there as much as through the years you know watching it really develop into a kind of a marketing frenzy with the sponsorship <laughs> stuff you know I miss yeah, seeing the, the the ball go down the street when they would you know when yeah. Kingman would hit home runs and stuff like that I miss that that 84 yes, yes. Saturday game of the week where Sandberg, you know, it was his coming out game, man. And, but Wrigley is, is Wrigley. And it's, I, that would have to be the number one stop. So I, every time I ask that question, Jason, you're, you nailed it. Most people say PNC park because it's just gorgeous. Right. Sometimes I hear great American park in Cincinnati. I always hear Wrigley. I always hear Fenway. And if they haven't been to Yankee Stadium, I always hear Yankee Stadium, which is great. Now, you being a Yankee fan, let me tell you a funny about Fenway. You want to hear something funny? Please, yes, always. I'm a funny guy. So the, <laughs> these Red Sox fans that are listening to this, I I told this before. It's uh, You fast forward through this part of Red Sox fans have heard it. But my wife and I, I want to say it was 2013 when Boston was in the World Series, sometime in there. Um, and we paid, we were in Boston. And so we went and we took the tour. You can take a tour, right? Back then it was like 17 or 18 bucks. They put you on the third base side. They put you up on the green monster press box, everything like that. So the guy that's giving this tour, Jason, is a Red Sox homer. 
Like he is it, over the top. Now I, I would expect him to be a Red Sox fan, but I'm talking fanatical. So we're sitting on, you know, we're sitting in the third base area. He says, is there, first of all, is there any Red Sox fans here? And like two hands went up. Right. Any Yankees. And he goes, any Yankees fans? And there's like four or five of them. And then he goes around, you know, yeah. Finally, I said, I'm a Dodger fan, blah, blah, blah. So at the end of the tour, I can't stand it anymore. This guy's over the top. Okay. <laughs> now okay. we're we're looking down on the one red seat in Fenway where where Ted Williams hit the longest home run in Fenway history, right? Right. And the guy says, is and I the guy says, Is there anybody else that has any other questions as we conclude the tour? And I look at my wife and I said, watch this. And she goes, no, 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 whatever. Because <laughs> she knows what's going to happen. I'm going to do something, right? <laughs> now, you're a Yankee guy. You understand this history. So I said to the guy, I said, I got a question. And I, I'm kind of standing by the Yankee fans. <laughs> and I said, if that's Fisk Pole, because they named left field pole Fisk Pole, you know, right. after the 75 thing. And I said, if this is Penske Pole right here, I said, is that Bucky Dent Monster? Oh, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I did that. And God, I did that. The guy was all smiles. He was laughing. And then as soon as I said that, it was just a frown. And the Yankee fans were like, this guy's awesome. They're high fiving me. <laughs> Mic so, drop moment. Yeah. So we get out of the tour and I call one of my really good friends who grew up in the Bronx. This guy grew up in the Bronx. He was so close to the stadium that he got to know the cops that were at one of the gates by his house. And so in the fourth inning, he'd walk over and they'd say, oh yeah, come on in. Right. Nice. So he went to 80 some odd games a season, right. During the playoffs in the uh, late seventies, mid late seventies. Right. So I told him what I did. I called him up and I said, Hey, you're never going to guess what I did. And he goes, get out of there. They got people following you. Get out of there. Get, 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 move, do something. He goes, just get out of there. Stay. I had to. The guy was over the top. I wouldn't have done that if he wasn't over the top, but he deserved it. That is hilarious. That is the funniest thing ever. 1978, Bucky Dent knocks them out of the playoffs. He deserved it. Yeah, exactly. He he deserved it. Okay, you're a Dodger fan. And, uh, you know, growing up here in in the desert, it was KTV, Ross Porter, Jerry Dockett, and Vin Scully. Uh, watching Dodger games uh, as a kid and watching Angel games on KTLA. Right. So the Garve is one of my favorite players. He lives here in the Valley. He's very accessible. He's a nice guy. Uh, and I, I still have fond memories of watching the Dodgers and Angels as kids, as a kid. But the Yankees, you know, has always been just my team. Anyway, fast forward. Um, my kids, I want to say my older kids were in high school. Our youngest boy was like in middle school and we took a road trip in the summer to Dodger state to LA and uh, bought tickets for the Dodger stadium tour. Um, My wife, myself, two of my kids, and we did the Hollywood uh, walk of stars thing. We hit pinks for dogs and then we went to the stadium tour. And so we get there and we're enjoying it. We're, uh, taking the tour of the stadium. Uh, uh, Kenley Jansen was there, as a matter of fact, working out in the, you know, in the underground pen. And, you know, we're seeing the, the top row, like where your wife took that picture and we're checking out everything. And we go and we're, we're you know, going from area to area. And, and as we're going, this guy keeps reiterating to us about, you know, not 
uh, you know, adhering to these rules. What we can't, we absolutely can't do this, absolutely can't do that. Uh, we went into the clubhouse and then after we went into the clubhouse and checked out the clubhouse, we went into the dugout and this guy tells us, okay, when we're in the dugout, make sure, you know, there's a game tonight. Do not step on the dirt off the top step of the dugout. Do not step on the dirt. They groundskeepers have worked so hard. You can take pictures in the dugout here and you can look out into the field, but do not step on the dirt on the field. Well, there was a couple there that was newlyweds, right? Of course, here we go. <laughs> I had taken some pictures of my wife and kids, you know, facing out on the field. And I was, you know, like marginally close to, you know, crossing the line, I guess. And so there were these young couple, God bless them. I don't know where they are now, man, but they made a misstep and I think took one Vans step or Nike step like onto the dirt, right? And next thing we hear, <laughs> tour's over, tour's over. And this guy shuffled all of our butts back into the elevator. That was it, man. He, I told you guys, and he like read a the riot act to the and they were like you know we're grown-ups here you know we're adults here but he shut that shit down so fast excuse me he shut that thing down so fast man and that was the end of the tour elevator ride back up and he dismissed us and it was to this day when i'm out with my wife or we're out with the kids or you know something happens and uh, somebody makes an emphatic remark we we say that tour is over so it's like a family it's a family joke now through these years but i'll never forget that man tour's over like yeah. two minutes he we were done he we were whoop we were shoved, shoved back into that elevator and it was done done deal that made our heads spin man perfect <laughs> i uh i love stories oh yeah somebody's got their knickers in a twist over that i mean right. come on. Come on, not like they ran around the bases and so screw it. They just it's not like you're not gonna have 200 camera people and everything like that pregame on there, anyways. So <laughs> all right. Oh. So top fans, we are filming this right now. It's the second day of the season. It's April 8th. This will launch in about a week. Um, but Jason, tell me as a Yankee fan, what are you looking forward to most this season? Um, I'm looking forward to some consistency, you know, I'm looking forward to the pitching staff, um, hopefully staying healthy. Um, I'm hoping that they, you know, can, can go long. I'm hoping that they can give some, give some depth to their innings. Um, I'm, I've never been a real big Severino fan, so I'm hoping that he stays healthy, but they're going to need to do something. They're going to need to make a, some sort of pickup. I thought that they might get, Matt Harvey, I see he resigns with Baltimore, but they're not going to win a division with Nestor Cortez um, in their rotation. I'm sorry to say, I, I like the kid. He's a gamer, he's a grinder, um, but he's he's not. He's maybe mid to long relief, if if possible. Yeah. I, I need Garrett Cole to be more consistent. Um, we need Aroldis Chapman to just throw a hundred mile an hour fastball every time he's out there. But offensively, it would be really nice to see, and I'm 
crossing my fingers that we see Yankee baseball. We see some patience. We see, you know, guys going three, two, um, and not being over aggressive early in the count. Um, unfortunately, Aaron judge loves to jump on pitch one or two, almost 80% of the time, but I'd like to see some depth in there in their at bats. Why? Because it makes the opposing pitchers go deep in. they end up getting into their bullpen, but play Yankee right. baseball, you know, uh, work the count, go up there with a plan. Um, and, and attack strikes, just attack strikes, you know, they, they're professional athletes, but, um, we need, I need to see some old school Yankee baseball that has gotten them through 27, 28 championships. You know, I mean, they didn't get that way by, you know, worrying about launch angle and all of this pre-pitch stuff. They need to just get in and mash play Yankee baseball. I completely agree with you. Yeah, I, I, I'd like to see a little bit of old school, like little ball too, from, from the league. I'm not talking just Yankee baseball. I'm talking the whole league. Let's see some yeah. more little ball, right? I did see a bunt last night, a sack bunt in the Nationals game, and I was, I was floored. I was, I was thrilled <laughs> by it. It was the greatest thing I'd seen since last year. Somebody, a guy sack bunted, man. It was wonderful. We don't see that anymore. No, man, give it to me. Well, top fans, this is Jason. Jason, I've enjoyed – listen, I enjoyed our pregame talk. I enjoyed this talk. We need to have you back. Can we get you back in when we've got a couple other topics to talk about? Absolutely. Absolutely. I would love to join you. Um, Bill, I really appreciate you spending time um, and having me on today. It was a blast for sure. A blast for me as well. Likewise, uh, top fans, when this launches, we'll make sure we put it up on Instagram. We're going to tag Jason um, in his Instagram as well so that you can see it. We'll also send you the link um, so that you can watch it. And just so that you know, top fans, we are three months and eight days into our podcast launch, and we are steadily coming up on 10,000 downloads. So we thank all of you for listening to this. Jason's got some phenomenal information about uh, about the Yankees. We may even get some written stuff from him uh, sometime soon, and we'll let oh, you yeah. know when that happens. So, oh, Jason, yeah. thanks for the time today, and we we'll look forward to having you back. You got it, man. Have a great day, Bill. Talk to you later, man. You bet. Bye-bye now.